Our text for this morning's meditation is from Isaiah chapter 55, these words, So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, words, words that go out from a mouth, pretty powerful things. So powerful, in fact, are words that go out from a mouth that we have a commandment, a commandment given by God governing their usage, the usage of words, putting limits guards, boundaries, and the words that come out of our mouths. That commandment, the eighth commandment, goes this way, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Now you older folks, as well as I, learned it this way, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. What does this mean? Going back to the newer translation. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we don't tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but defend him. Speak well of him and explain everything in the kindest way. Of course, the older translation put it, put the best construction on everything. Now that seems a bit over the top, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Question of our old Adam. I mean, can't we just say anything we want to say whenever we want to say it and wherever we want to say it? We are talking just about words here. Sounds, noises, shaped like we want to shape them, when we want to shape them, where we want to shape them, how we want to shape them. And while... How can they be any more than that? Just words. Just words. I mean, with all the words we hear day in and day out coming out of our our radio, our television, our computer, our cell phone, or even our car itself now talks with us. Of all the words that we hear, we barely seem to listen to any of them filing them up in our heads instead as worthless, as noise, as, like we like to say, blah, blah, blah. The words are, in fact, extremely powerful, aren't they? They are. We know that. And they are extremely powerful. Words are extremely powerful in mind-boggling ways. That is, in ways that are hard for us to grasp. Jesus said, for example, that we should not worry about what we eat, thinking that somehow what we eat will make us impure, unrighteous, unholy before God. Rather, instead of worrying about what goes into our mouth, so Jesus, we should worry about what comes out of our mouth. That's words, language, speech. For the things that come out of the mouth, Jesus said, come from the heart, come from our heart. And these make a man unclean. For out of the heart, our heart, come evil thoughts, 
murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. So whether we realize it or not, whether the world has become a world full of blah, 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 what comes out of the mouth of each and every person within the world is of great importance, great importance to God. So we have this from Proverbs in Proverbs chapter 10. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. And again in Proverbs chapter 17 this time, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he's deemed intelligent. Now why is that? Why is that? Well, as long as the fool keeps silent, no one knows what's in his heart. No one knows what's in his heart, what he's thinking, what he's feeling. Strange, isn't it? Strange that our speech is so powerful that it reveals the sin within us and even needs to be controlled by a commandment. For in our speech, with the words that comes out of our mouths, what can we do but destroy? We can destroy the people around us. Destroy their reputation with their friends, their family, their co-workers. Destroy the opportunities that they might have in the future. And even destroy, with our words, how they think about themselves, just with our words. So a 2018 Pew Research study discovered that 60%, 60% of teenagers experience some sort of cyberbullying that includes offensive name-calling and the spreading of false rumors. And why does that matter? Well, because just a few words... Words spoken by someone can destroy, can't they? That's how powerful words can be. Because sounds, noises, shaped like we want, when we want, where we want. Enough of that now, enough of that. Now, if our words, if man's words, the words we speak revealing our hearts can be so powerful, what about the Word of God? What about the Word of God? In today's text from the prophet Isaiah, we heard that God sends out His Word and His Word accomplishes its purpose. It accomplishes the purpose for which God uses it. Now, with us, it's a bit hit and miss, isn't it? We try on occasion to say the right thing, to accomplish some specific thing with our words, perhaps with our crashed computer in our hands at the help desk at Best Buy, or with a pain or an ache at the doctor's office across the street at the Fridley Clinic, or with a strange noise in our car at the mechanic down at Friendly Chef. In such situations, we think if we just say the right thing, we will get the solution for which we are looking. Well, sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Not so with the Word of God. The Word of God accomplishes the purpose God has for it. That's why the Apostle Paul urged the Christians in Colossae, let the Word of Christ, the Word of Christ, the Word of God, Dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. You see, we need, we need the Word of God, the Word of Christ to enter our hearts, to enter our hearts in order to counteract, to beat back, and even destroy the word of the devil, the word of the world, and the word of our flesh, which in the end are simply spiritually, listen up, 
bullying us. They're bullying us as word of the, the world and, the, and, and uh, our flesh and the devil. They're bullying us. Pulling us into nothingness, convincing us we are nothing, that we can do nothing, that will we that we will always be nothing. That our sin has condemned us to a life of suffering and failure in the here and now and an eternity in hell. Against such lies, such slander, such bullying, the word of God, the word of Jesus must be wielded, wielded like a sword. In fact, that's what the scripture calls the word of God, sword of the spirit with which we can cut through such words, cut them into pieces with the word of Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. Peace I leave with you. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Lo, I am with you always. The words of the apostle of Jesus, Peter, you are a chosen race, chosen race of royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. Yes, we can beat back the words of this world, the devil in our flesh, as Jesus himself did, because Jesus himself is the word of God. The last word of God. The word of God that accomplishes the purpose of God. Not just in speaking, but in doing. So, when we read in Hebrews that in many and various ways God spoke to his people of old by the prophets, but now in these last days he's spoken to us by his son. Yes, when we hear these words, we realize that the speaking of God is accomplished in real time in Jesus. In the suffering, death, and resurrection of his son Jesus. For us and for our salvation. What God has spoken by the prophets came to fruition, was realized, became visible in his son Jesus and the word becoming flesh, making known to us what's in God's heart. That's what Jesus does. He makes known to us the heart of God so that we could see and experience the accomplishing of the word of God and have it realized within us when the Holy Spirit uses that word to work faith in our heart, faith which grasps our Savior and brings to us then daily forgiveness of sin. But also faith which grasps the word of our Savior holds on to them, believing that they are in fact true. Words like, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious. Do not be anxious about your life what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. It's not life more than food, the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Now, is that true or not, these words of Jesus? Are we of more value than the birds of the air whom our Father in heaven feeds daily? Well, yes, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the words of Jesus, the very heart of God. Yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. So, to put it bluntly, we need to stop listening to the word of the world. We need to stop listening to the word of the devil, even the word of our own flesh, and start listening to and continue to listen to the word of Jesus, the word of God that flows from his heart, the sword of the spirit, for it is that word which is true, which informs, which describes reality and creates a new reality, creates a new reality within us, the new man. Now think of that. The word of God which prophesied the incarnation of the word of God 
the Son, Jesus, would also and does wash us, regenerate us, renew us by the power of the Holy Spirit, truly informing us as to who we are, a holy people, beloved children of God, of inestimable value to God himself and to those around us, even if they don't realize it. Even if they don't realize it. Even if they would say the opposite. With their words. For the word that comes forth from the mouth of God, it trumps any word that comes from the mouth of man. Take that home with you today. That the word of God trumps any word that comes from the mouth of man. And it accomplishes what it purposes. Our redemption in Christ. Our sanctification in the Holy Spirit. And our salvation. Amen. Now may the peace which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and a life everlasting. Amen. We rise and sing the offertory.